JP Palu Fry here. Before we get started in today's episode, I wanted to make you aware of two resources that are available to you. Number one, are you curious about what your personality type is when you face last 8% situations? Because if you are and you're curious about this really valuable information, you can take our assessment. It's in the show notes, it's free but it'll give you real-time feedback on what is your personality type. Really powerful information. That's number one. Resource number two is, are you struggling with last 8% situations and at times feeling stuck in your career or in some relationships? And if that's the case, we are now accepting registrations for the last 8% Academy. This is our hybrid digital live course that we are so excited about. It is six weeks long and it's hybrid. So part of it is digital, right? There's app-based micro learning. You learn on your own in the course of the week in five to seven minute increments. And then you also are part of a cohort, a group that learns over the six weeks together You have one-hour live classes together. You have a peer coach. All of this is to help you build the accountability so you can step in and face your last 8% situations with more confidence, with more courage. So we would love for you to join us. Now, on to the episode. Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's episode, are you finding that it's easy to become negative about our circumstances or the people in our life? our job, maybe even ourselves? Is it getting you down that you're becoming negative? Kind of a double whammy. Today we're going to look at the negative thoughts that we can have and try to understand them for what they are so they can have less hold over us and so we can live more at ease and create the life that we desire. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. At the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can learn as fast as the world is changing. So we can manage those difficult moments, those last 8% moments that we find challenging, that gets in our way. And so we're here to build the skills so we can be better in our last 8% situation. So we can actually use them to transform. So we can become the best version of ourselves and have the kind of impact we want to have in the world. So just feeling your body as you're moving, 
And we start by walking, feeling your feet on the ground. Feeling the sensations as you contact the ground. And really see if you can let go of wherever you were coming from, whatever you were doing. And just arrive in this moment. Feeling our belly rise and fall. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're just paying attention to whatever comes into our field of awareness. Our walking, you know, feet on the ground, maybe our hands or arm as, arms as they swing. Our belly rise and fall. The thoughts are stories that take our mind away with it. And we're not judgmental towards anything. We are just watching. We're curious. And this is what helps us build that muscle of non-judgmental awareness for the rest of our day. And we know this crafts our brain. Because we do face difficult situations at work, in our relationships, on our teams. And so if we can grow this muscle every day while we walk, it means we can walk into our more difficult moments, our last 8% moments with a little bit more confidence, which translates into a little bit more courage. And it all starts because we're just paying attention. We've, we're doing this daily habit. And we're starting to get the benefits of this habit. It's amazing to me that we are just a month away or so from a full year in this podcast. And I can tell you there's nothing more gratifying to receive an email or text, mainly email, back from longtime listeners who are seeing the benefits of doing this every day, especially when we feel sedentary and not moving as much. So just feel your body as you are moving, feet on the ground, feel your head and neck. And moving to our idea of the day. You, me, we want to make each day a good day. We wake up in the morning with that intention. We want to be positive. We want to be the best versions of ourselves. But we hit a barrier to this intention. We hear that voice in our head 
that can be full of negative thoughts. And it even drives us crazy. We think, why am I so negative? I don't want to be negative. Last episode, I gave a fuller description of that VOH, that voice in our head. And so please go back and and listen to that first before this one. But the voice in our head is that critic that continues to comment on everything in the course of our day. The people we're with, our manager, our jobs, our kids, anyone who we are with and influence. And it can wear us out. How common is this voice in our head? It's very common. In fact, researchers, one of the ways that they understand this voice in our head is something called DES, which is Descriptive Experience Sampling, which essentially means that researchers give people a beeper, which they carry in their pocket. When the beeper goes off, they write down whatever it is that they were thinking whether they were focused on a task or not, and then what's the content of what they were thinking. And over time, researchers have come to understand that we spend a lot of our time in that voice in our head, lost in thought, ruminations about the past, worries about the future, about an upcoming situation, maybe a speech we're giving, maybe a project we're working on. And it's actually not so much a monologue researchers have found. Instead, it's more of a full back-and-forth conversation that we have. And what we know is that most of us have this voice in our head, and it can become quite negative. So it helps to understand something about this voice in our head if we're going to be able to manage it. We can manage those negative thoughts. It can make a huge difference in our day. What are some of the things that maybe you hear? If you're in college, you're a student, it might be, I'm going to fail out of school and not succeed in the future. Or I won't have friends. Or I'm a burden for my family. Or I'm going to grow and be big and not be able to manage my weight. If you're at work in a job, you might hear with the way, you know, as a, the voice in your head, the negative voice in your head, the amplifying negative voice in your head, you might be saying, with the way COVID and the economy is going, I'm going to lose my job. Or my manager has it out for me. After all, she gave me a bad look today and seemed pretty negative. Or I'm going nowhere in this job. Or this new project will not work. I'm a terrible project manager. That last one might, be, might have been mine. <laughs> so what's at stake if we're not able to manage this voice in our head that can be negative? Well, it starts to impair us. It eats away at our confidence and our courage. It makes us less able to step into last 8% moments with strength and power. So how do we manage this voice in our head, especially around the negative thoughts that we can have? Well, number one, I'm going to give you a three-point plan, but number one, we start by understanding, evolutionarily speaking, why we amplify the negative. And it's actually quite simple. If you're a long-time listener, you probably know this already. But our brain is trying to protect us. That's job one. 
It's trying to keep us alive. It is normal for this to happen. Our brain was programmed this way. There's nothing wrong with us if that's what we experience. In fact, we're not flawed or broken because our brain does this. And it can be so helpful for people when they understand, oh, it's not just me. No, it's not just you. Right? This, there's a term in psychology called terminal uniqueness where we terminally think we're the only one going through an experience. And that's just not the case. I want to norm for you that there's a reason that we amplify the negative. Our brain is trying to keep us alive, trying to help us thrive. So that's the number one part. Understand that it's normal. Number two, we need to ask ourselves a question. Is engaging in these negative thoughts you know, about the future or something that happened in the past, is engaging in these negative thoughts helping me? Is it serving me? Now, this might seem an innocuous question, but it is certainly not. Most of us don't realize how negative thinking affects us. And in fact, we even have an odd feeling about it. We think that if we keep worrying about something in the future or something that happened in the past, that somehow it might help us. And I'm telling you, it will not. Not only will it not help us, but we don't even know if awfulizing about the future will even, you know, if this future will even happen, yet we spend time and energy on it. To stand tall, look around, feel grateful. In the same way, sometimes we don't let go of what another person said to us or did to us. And we harbor these resentments and, and quite frankly, sometimes self-pity. And this continued rumination only further helps drive the cycle of negativity. And of course, we think, well, maybe it'll help us if you know we think about this a lot. It doesn't. Or we even think maybe it'll affect the other person. Of course, there's nothing further from the truth. It's kind of like drinking poison and thinking it will kill the other person. It's insane. It's deluded. And maybe I shouldn't say insane, but it's deluded. But that's what happens when we are mindless and when we don't understand our mind. This is why we practice. So a good question to ask ourselves is, will what I'm thinking, this rumination about the future, the past, or this other person, will it help me? Will it serve me? And let the answer guide you. Let me tell you, it's a powerful question. Marcus Aurelius said, the happiness of your life depends upon the quality of your thoughts. Therefore, guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. So number one, we start by understanding that amplifying the negative is perfectly normal. We're not flawed because of it. Number two, we want to ask ourselves the question whether it serves us. And number three, we want to ask ourselves, have I had this thought before? Again, maybe it's an odd question to ask. It's nothing but. 
The truth is that you have had this thought many times before. And guess what? It didn't necessarily serve you to have those thoughts many times before. And in fact, you survived whatever time you were thinking about before. Everything worked out or worked out well enough. You are still here. We need to see our thoughts for what they are, not necessarily true pictures of reality. And in fact, what they are are old tapes, negative old tapes that play over and over and over again. That, again, why it is so important to practice. We can only understand this. We can only manage this if we see it for what it is. It's not enough to hear it. It's not enough to read it. We need to see it. We need to see that we've been here before with the same tape that goes over and over again and that the tape at some point stopped and went away and then it came back and then it left again. And that cycle continues. And if we can see this, then we get a little less attached to it. And in the middle of a, a, a negative thought storm, we can ask ourselves, does it serve me to get wound up in this thought? Have I been here before? And can I just watch this thought come and go all by itself? I have to tell you, this last part is particularly effective for me. When I've had some really tough times in my life, and I'm kind of caught in this thought storm, this future tripping or frustrated at someone in my life, just to know I've been here before. And right now it feels acute and it feels intense, but I can just watch it. Like a cloud, it comes and it goes. And because of my practice, not that I'm so you know, great at this practice, but I've seen it so many times, I just know, I can trust. It'll come and go, all by itself, in fact. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Pema Chodron said, You are the sky. Everything else, it's just the weather. You are the sky. Everything else, it's just the weather. Now, on its face, this might seem like these three kind of strategies might seem like a small hack, but let me tell you, it is anything but In fact, it's nothing less than transformational. If we can see how this voice in our head is full of all kinds of thoughts and that more of them are negative, and it's there, they're negative for a reason, to survive, to help us survive, that we're not flawed because of this. And if we can see these thoughts for what they are, clouds coming and going, and they'll come again, and they'll stay around, then they'll leave, and then they'll come again. And if we can ask ourselves whether holding on to these thoughts actually helps us, actually serves us, then all of a sudden we gain gain a tremendous amount of freedom. This is what allows us to create the life we desire. It gives us a confidence and courage to step into more difficult situations because we understand the mind and we're less driven by our habitual reactions and we're more driven by our choices. My goodness, how fortunate are we to have this practice? So, feeling our feet on the ground, 
feeling so fortunate to be alive. Moving into our three by three, three mindful breaths right down into the toes, calming this body. And breathing out, releasing tension. Now moving to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for today? I'm grateful for my father and mother who are working so hard. They're doing so well, so proud of them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, my father was in the hospital for a time, maybe three weeks. And so he is working hard to kind of get back on his feet and resume life. And he's doing a great job. And now three goals for the day. What do you really want to focus on today? And how can you use your momentum from doing this practice this morning as a way to kind of get at those three big rocks? And how would your day be productive if you got those three things done? Think to yourself, your three goals for the day. Fantastic. Congratulate yourself on doing this practice. Commit to doing it every day. It changes the brain. It literally does. We know that. We know that. And it's so exciting. So as we're finishing, bring this energy into the day, this focus and momentum. And as I finish, I'll read a quote from the Buddha who said, those who are free of resentful thoughts surely find peace. Those who are free of resentful thoughts surely find peace. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>